Welcome to Sew and Tell, where sewists from fashion, theater, and indie sewing bring their different perspectives to the hottest topics in the sewing community. I'm Meg Healy. I'm Amanda Carestio. And I'm Kate Seinard. Today on the podcast, we're going to discuss post-pandemic sewing, what's going back to the old normal, what the pandemic has changed forever, and how that's changed our personal sewing. We'll each share a little something in our Sojo segment, and then for this episode, we're actually going to answer a listener question, and we'll talk about that a little bit later. (laughs) But before we begin, how's everybody doing today? Doing all right. Yeah, I'm just... I'm prepping for a little mini vacation coming up, and we are literally driving about an hour away and staying in a cabin, and I made some garments for the trip. (laughs) (laughs) You made them? (laughs) I mean, why not? (laughs) I'm just, I need inspiration. I am really excited to get out of my house for a little bit and like... Perfect excuse, but also yeah. kind of hilarious for an hour trip. But and it yeah. makes perfect yeah. sense to me. <laughs> yep, yep. I took a 30-minute Uber to a pool party and I made something. So <laughs> <laughs> Our standards are so low, you know? What constitutes a trip these days? Yeah. Well, I'm planning for a short little trip, too. I'm actually flying for an hour or two. And I have not made anything for it because I made a bunch of stuff for my last four-day trip, and I'm just taking all Uh the same stuff. It's like my 2020 short vacation capsule, apparently. So there you go. I love that. Oh, that's nice. I mean, it wasn't on purpose. It was just like, I like this shirt. I like this shirt. I like these pants. Voila. Here's my quote-unquote capsule. Whatever makes it easy. Exactly. Yeah, I was going to say, if it makes it easy. And mm-hmm. it's not like the same people are going to see the same repeated outfit if you're going different places. So you, you don't know, have to worry about that. <laughs> if I see the same people in San Diego that I saw in Las Vegas, other than my <laughs> husband, I'm going to be freaked out. <laughs> that would freak me out. <laughs> oh, that's funny. You never know. Well, shall we jump in? Yeah, I was going to say, I was I was amping myself up for a little segue. I was saying, speaking of getting away, let's talk about Woo-hoo. getting back to the office. Oh. <laughs> I tried, I tried. <laughs> so now that folks are heading back into the office, it's time to start thinking about workwear again that's not pajamas. It can be exciting for the excuse to dress up again and get out there. So let's talk a little bit about 2021 Back to Sewing. So pre-pandemic, have have our styles changed, do we think, now that we're kind of kind of coming out a little bit on the end of it? Things are kind of getting a bit back to normal. Has our style changed at all? I don't know. I I've worked a few days in the office and I find that I just I have less of a sense of what my style is now, mm, I think. Mm-hmm. Like it, I think between the super comfy clothes from working at home the weird tangent into roller skating capsule (laughs) wardrobe and just coming back and not really, I think uh, one thing that I've noticed is I'm definitely a little bit more casual. I think um, pre-pandemic, I was maybe getting a little bit more dressed up for the office and now um, I'm not yet, but I'm not I'm not doing it regularly yet, so that still may change, but I definitely feel in general a bit more casual. I have 
personally always been fairly dedicated to comfort in mm-hmm. my in my like workwear. Especially I have like my gallery tunics, one of my favorite things about them, and my gallery dresses as well, is that they are secret nightgowns. They're so comfy and they also, but they look really, but they look nice and professional. And so they do. I don't have to worry about, about being uncomfortable in my professional life. And, you know, since the pandemic has started, I've kind of devolved into, I only wear something that could be defined as quote unquote professional if I think somebody's going to see me. And that does not include you guys, as you'll notice me in my, you know, (laughs) slightly stained t-shirt um <laughs> that I'm wearing right now and I'm not sure I'm not sure going back to the office is going to change that I think I'm going to try to stick with 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 semi-professional but comfortable yeah luckily my uh I'm still wearing lots of lime green <laughs> not, <laughs> not change just different types of fabrics of lime green so but generally it's been it's been pretty yeah it's I used to dress I actually I kind of yeah, dress up even more now before because I always worked from home. I was always kind of uh, pretty casual and I would wear my pajamas and comfy clothes a lot. But recently, like I have been on two days ago, I was wearing like little heels and a skirt and I was just <laughs> home working. And it just kind of just it's 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 more like a mental state for me, always working from yeah. home and just kind of getting in a rut. And I find I'm dressing up just a lot more. And and you know, the little occasions that I do have to go out, I'm like really like putting on an outfit show. Yeah. <laughs> it- I've been saving all of my favorite outfits for when I go to the grocery store or whatever. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And my makeup. Yeah, I was going to say, like, those times when you go out Mm -hmm. still feel so precious and special, I think, Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. I have, like, no idea what to wear because it just feels like, I don't know, there's, there's more pressure because it's, like, a special thing now and it's this kind of a new thing after a year of not really going out so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm uh I'm sorry I'm gonna go off on a little tangent um I'm going to an outdoor opera in a couple of days nice for wow my, for my that it's so my cool. in-laws 50th wedding anniversary so oh. we're we're gonna go celebrate with them and I have no idea what to wear <laughs> Because it's going to be hot, we're going to be outside in the sun, but it's their 50th wedding anniversary, so I want to kind of dress up a little, and I just, no idea what to wear, none. So if you guys have any thoughts, please feel free to share them. Uh, Zadie Romper. I don't have a Zadie Romper. Oh, I do have a Zadie Romper. Yeah, yes, you're right, I did. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you were like Zadie Jumpsuit. I'm like, I don't have a Zadie, just the Romper. Oh, wait. (laughs) Yeah, oh, wait, I do have a- <laughs> that be that be I love that romper on you. I thought it was so cute, Kate. Uh-uh. I'll think about that. Think mm-hmm. about it. I know. I have a yeah. I have a wedding coming up and Ooh. I just have been really indecisive about it. Um, but I think I'm I might make a little something new and go with separates, but it mm-hmm. is I don't know, maybe I just feel indecisive mm-hmm. about clothes and and that feels more that feels like stronger now because maybe these events out feel that much more special or I don't have as strong a sense of my personal style after a year of really different experience 
I don't know. But for whatever reason, I definitely feel that way. It's so true what you said. I didn't realize that that's what I also felt. And what what you said, indecisiveness. Now I Mm -hmm. change outfits like five times a day. I'm looking (laughs) at my chair right now and there's... I had, I had to go to a doctor's appointment this morning and I like, I've already changed an outfit from that. Like I just am indecisive. I just can't stick with one thing. And sometimes when I do go out, like I, yeah, I'm like changing outfits or I can't decide. <laughs> That's so yeah. true that it's, I was a lot more decisive, I think before the pandemic. Uh, that's so, yeah. I just realized that for yep. sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know what? I hadn't thought about it either, but I've been kind of doing the same thing. Like right now I'm wearing my longer stretchy pants, my stretchy exercise pants, because um, there are arms on the chair that I usually work in. And so I can't wear the short shorts. But then once I'm done with my work, I'm going to go and change into the short shorts because it's cooler. And <laughs> I mean, it's logical, right? But also like yeah. how many times a day do you have to change? Well, whatever it takes to be comfortable, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> oh, I know, eh? Well, let's get geared back into uh, something a little bit more exciting. Sewing. (laughs) (laughs) Have you bought any patterns or fabric for post-pandemic life that is different than what you have purchased before? Have you, like, surprised yourself of, like, oh, you would never buy or make that or get that fabric? Have we done any any of those purchases? I had to be honest, the pandemic has made me more dedicated to comfort. So it's more mm-hmm. like I I haven't climbed out of the the pandemic sewing thing yet. Like I'm like if I'm going to mm-hmm. sew something, I'm going to sew something that's going to be comfortable because that's all yeah. I want to wear. Still all I want to wear. Ironically, I think I've been sewing more linen since the pandemic started than I ever did before, mm. which is not it's not like a specific thing. It was just, I finally got around to trying the linen and deciding that the linen was the best during the pandemic. So, but other than that, it's just like comfort all the way, man. And that's all I'm interested in. Welcome to the linen club. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. There've definitely been a few surprises over the course of the pandemic. I would say one was that as part of my um, kind of more athleisure, athletic wear, I did make the Palermo Knit Pants by Style Arc, which is a dropped crotch style, which is something (laughs) that I never thought I would be into at all, but they're really great for skating. And I also, uh, when the Sagebrush Top by Friday Pattern Company came out, I bought it immediately and I think it was it was last year sometime and I think I was just ready for something new and it was the first new thing like new pattern that I had seen come out for a while and I immediately bought it and it has like ruffles across the bust and gathered sleeves like and a poofy sleeve and like totally not my style but I just in that moment had to have it and I haven't made it yet which is pretty telling, but it's a great pattern and I should definitely, I have fabric for it. And I also had just a real, on a whim, had to have some lime linen fabric. (gasps) Mm -hmm. And I think I shared this on my stories a couple weeks ago. It was going to be my birthday skirt. And I don't know why. I think it's probably just from hanging out virtually with Meg for so long. (laughs) 
that I needed some lime, but then I got it and it sat there for a while and I dyed it this like murky green color. It's pretty much the color of pollen, and <laughs> which I love. And, and then I did finally sew it into a skirt, but that was a really weird, just like on a whim kind of had to have it moment that surprised me. Had to have it. You dyed a lime green fabric. I know. (laughs) I mean, it's still green. Don't worry. It's still green, but I feel like I totally let you down. It's it's okay. It's okay. You'll forgive me? Okay. I definitely forgive you. Okay. I'm not sure I do, honestly. (laughs) No? (laughs) I have no forgiveness in my heart for ruining lime green fabric. Well, we'll see. You know, if if you all see me buying, like, hot pink fabric, then you know I'm on – I'm on a journey. What, it, what about purple fabric? What if we see you buy purple? You're just. <laughs> then we need to, to look in her closet for a pod. <laughs> Y'all. Yeah. That's, that's ultimate. Uh, yeah. That's, that's different territory for me, for sure. Yeah. Then we know the aliens truly arrived. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Taken over. They arrived. I've, I've been kidnapped. Yes. She's been abducted by the, the purple, the purple aliens. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, I, I think I, I, my pattern or definitely my fabric buying didn't really change. I still got weird prints. I'm looking at a fabric. I think I sketched it out in one of my fashion sketching lives. It's just limes all over it. Like, and I was like, yes, <laughs> it's just, it's so fun. And I'm looking at, I just made a blouse with avocados. I guess I'm just really into food fabrics right now. <laughs> I, uh, I even wore a, a fabric to, to brunch earlier this week. That was, it was called like fruit bowl. I just, yeah, you know what? Fruit fabrics. I'm loving fruit fabrics. <laughs> <laughs> I love, yeah, maybe just food fabrics. Cause that's all I've been really doing is just thinking about and eating food during the pandemic that I want to kind of bring it into my sewing. Maybe that's, I'm having a lot of realizations now. <laughs> this is, this is deep stuff. Ooh, this sure. is deep stuff. Yeah. But I think, um, patterns I've just been buying and making nothing with like a zipper, uh, nothing yeah, with a zipper. Yeah. I'm just, I'm, I'm really just buying kind of like sackish fabrics that can go with all my linens and prints, nothing too fitted. I think just because things that, um, you know, patterns that I already already have printed out are sizes that uh, don't really fit me anymore. So I'm just kind of making things that just are, yeah, just comfortable and just Mm -hmm. that can just be easy breezy fruit fabrics. (laughs) Yeah. I'm really, you know, I think maybe what it is for me, and maybe the same is true for you, Meg, like I feel maybe a bit more, I'm indecisive at the moment, but maybe a bit impulsive. So it's like, I've been so ready to be inspired to sew because I've still been sewing, but it's definitely slowed down, especially this summer. Mm -hmm. But I think I'm just happier to indulge when the inspiration strikes Um, Mm -hmm. and, you know, kind of just get whatever fun and entertainment and satisfaction from sewing that I can in the moment. So maybe Mm -hmm. that's part of it. Yeah. I'm just thinking now I need to, now that in Toronto now kind of like indoor dining just opened up and I used to go like all the time and just take my computer to a coffee shop or something and work. And I'm thinking I'm going to start doing that just to kind of 
you know, wear some of the stuff and just mentally kind of take me out and um, kind of go like, quote unquote, because I don't really have an office to go to. So that I'm just going to go to my little coffee shop office yeah. and start to wear some things again, because I used to do that a lot. And I really, really liked it. I mean, I've been dealing with working from home for almost seven years now. And it's, it actually has been a lot. Of, it's, it, it, it's, I kind of, what everyone might've been dealing with last year. Like I have been dealing with like a lot of, uh, a yeah. lot of years, um, because sewing, it's not because my job is so focused around, you know, sewing and making new clothes and fashion and stuff. And then just like being at home alone. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> with nowhere to go. I'm all dressed yeah. up and nowhere to go. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just, I'm so excited to just get back out there. And I think, you know what, tomorrow I'm going to, I'm going to go work somewhere else. <laughs> out into the world. Out into the world. Here I come. <laughs> you know, I, um, I, I kind of started like a mini challenge for myself this week and our, our coworker Ginger kind of kicked it off for me. And I realized that I was kind of doing it. Like I, I had been looking through my summer wardrobe and there's a lot of stuff I have not worn this year yet. Oh, yeah. So maybe taking the last bit of summer here and kind of challenging myself mm-hmm. to wear some of those things. Um, I was wearing, I did wear a dress earlier this week, which is a real <gasps> departure for me. Awesome. Yeah. I don't know. Thinking about, thinking about getting those things back out and trying to wear them. I really like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So no shame in this question uh, <laughs> Do we? Did you go into the pandemic with less or more fabric than you have now? Looking at your stash, is there less fabric or is there more fabric? <laughs> I don't think mine has changed very much. I sewed some stuff out of my stash. I acquired some new fabric. I think that, I think it kind of balances out in the end. I think. Okay, so you're like equal kind of. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's like the it's, same. It's not that I didn't buy any fabric. It's not that I didn't sew out of my stash. It's just that they kind of it was kind of a little bit of both. And so I yeah, I think my stash hasn't it has changed, but the oh. amount hasn't changed. Except oh, for good. except for um random fat quarters that I got to get to make masks out of. I've got more of those. Which reminds me, I gotta send you some pictures of my watermelon masks that I made. Oh yes, yeah, you do. Please do. Oh, speaking, of, I actually have watermelon fabric also. That you know, <laughs> fruit salad. <laughs> it's actually for Julian. He picked it out, so I'm gonna make him a shirt. So nice. Um, yeah, yeah. How are you, Amanda? How is your stash looking? You know, I feel like I started out strong. Uh, at the beginning of the pandemic, and I really sewed what I had. I think that at a certain point during the year last year, I started doing a little bit more secondhand shopping. Mm, Like I was uh looking for some alternative sources once stores had kind of opened back up in a limited way. So I definitely got some secondhand fabrics. And sometimes those sit around. Sometimes I do a good job of of sewing them pretty quickly. But sometimes, you know, I buy them because they're there, not because I have a plan in mind. So so I've definitely gotten a little bit more of that this year. But but I've sewn a good deal. So I'd say probably my stash is a little bit bigger than I started the pandemic with. But not much. Like I really did work through some of it. But there were definitely months there where I was felt like I was buying a lot of fabric. Yeah. Like I was definitely like that was 
how I was participating in sewing that month. Well, how you were sewing is buying fabric. <laughs> yeah, I totally get it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't sewing, but I did buy some fabric. Well, that's good. Yeah. Well, uh, mine grew about 300%. <laughs> I yeah? Buy, oh, I like, yeah. So I kept mine in fabric bins, but they're kind of over. I thought I was doing a good job. And then I, I've never been an online fabric shopper, even for anything. Like I rarely ordered anything on Amazon. Like, because I think I work from home, every outing was like something to get me out of the house for the day. Even if it was like, just, you know, going to, you know, the pharmacy or just like the, just to pick up the hardware. And so, and the fabric store, I would always walk to get my fabrics, but when everything closed, I started ordering on fabric online. And then I just sort of kind of became addicted to <laughs> and then yeah. I was ordering everything on. Like I was like, this is amazing. And then I just and then sales fabric sales would happen. Yeah. And then something I don't know. And so I had to buy like these fab like these cubes. I think for me too, all my storage was kind of locked away. And so since I was doing more filming, I needed some more like accents to my set. This is what I tell myself. So I got right. these open totally. cubes that I totally. filled up with fa- folded fabric. And and of course, some of them had gaps in it. So I just filled them. And I and even when fabric stores opened like a couple months ago, I just like last week, I went to the fabric store and um, Julian's work is actually right beside a fabric store. And I just popped in, you know, uh, $300 later. And oh, <laughs> my God. <laughs> It's some pretty cool stuff. So now it's just, yeah, I just, I look at it and I smile and I have, and and yeah, so mine grew a lot. I just became, it was just like a soothing thing. Just totally. And then getting the package in the, and like, I wonder what it feels like. Oh my gosh, this print is like so much cooler. And then you think about when it's going to come and then, but now I'm, I'm cutting myself off now that I'm, I know more fabric. I, I have a lot. I need to sew. So mine grew so much. I was just like hoarding fabric during the pandemic. It was really, really got me through. (laughs) Totally. I think there were moments when I ordered fabric, like I did a bunch of like smaller batches and it was just nice to have something on the way. Yeggs, 100%. Something to look forward to. Yeah. And I don't feel like in my, like outside of the pandemic, I was really, I needed that so bad, but during the pandemic, I needed 100%. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I totally get that. Mm-hmm. Wow. Oh, I need to do some sewing. <laughs> <laughs> I just, yeah. I'm struggling with my sojo a little bit. I think it's just really hot. Exactly. Yeah. And my, we only have, like, we don't have, like, central air. We have a tiny air conditioner for a huge – and I'm just, like, it's hard – pressing fabric with steam coming up in your face when it's like hot and humid outside and I'm like already in wearing barely like nothing and it's just so maybe that so I think in the fall I'm really gonna tackle you know all 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 my sewing hopefully yeah no I'm with you on that one definitely it's hard to sew when it's It's, hot it is hard to sew when it's hot and just you know, it's just want to be outside. Sometimes we have this ritual when, you know, Julian gets home from work, we just like, we don't have a balcony. So we just bring our chairs and we just sit outside in our alley and we just sit there for three (laughs) hours. Neighbors coming and we say hi. And then we have some print and it just, well, before in the winter, I would just, when Julian got home, I wouldn't even know he was home for an hour because I was just sewing. (laughs) No. 
Okay. I have a question and this isn't in our, uh, so you have had no time to think on this. All right. Imagine we are, I'm, I'm flying, I'm flying to Colorado. We're going to this like big executive, Mm. like meeting and it's a, and we each need to present something and it's in a boardroom and it's this big sewing thing. What are we wearing? What are we making to wear? I think that I need to make a new skirt, probably not exactly a pencil, but sort of sort of fitted through the hips and then flaring down to just below the knees a little bit. Oh, cute. Like a midi. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. It would be black. Okay. No, or it would be some sort of neutral. And I think I would probably go with an Inez top um i've made one i like it i might wear that one or i might make a new one i've got some fabric for a new one but i just think it's it's a nice fairly simple button down with some beautiful details and i think it would be nice and professional and i've made it before so it wouldn't be too terrifying oh how she what would would it be like a shiny i could see it in like a silk skirt with like a blouse that would be cute well now it is yeah Oh. <laughs> yes, yes sounds, it is. That sounds really chic. That or or like a lightweight wool. Ooh. Like a light one Depends some drape. The season. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> oh, I love it. How chic. Mm-hmm. How about you, Amanda? What are you making to to show up to this big business meeting? <laughs> um, well, <laughs> I had an immediate thought. I need I've been wanting to make another Amy jumpsuit. Oh, <gasps> By Closet Core. So I was thinking that. Amanda's showing up in a jumpsuit? Yeah. Yes. But listen to this. It's going to be a a print, which is even weirder. And it's going to be a little swishy with a belt, Mm -hmm. like a fabric belt to tie. And then I want to wear, I have a black Silverton blazer that I would wear Mm -hmm. over it. You know, it's kind of fitted, but it's uh, knit. So it's nice and comfy. Yes. with some with some jewelry and I don't know about shoes. I'll have to think about shoes. Oh, I, I should love wear some that. Shoes. I should probably wear some shoes, but yeah. Oh, I love that. How about you, Meg? I am wearing a like a high waisted like trouser that's like fitted with like the crease, but it's like a bell bottom. And cool. with like high stilettos. And then I'm gonna be wearing like a and this would be like in a print too, like a, like a, even maybe like a tartan, like a plaid would be cute. And then I like a, like the crispest, the crispest white button up blouse <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's tucked in. And then a vest that's uh-huh. matching the pants maybe. Like I've always wanted to wear, you know, like a vest and a blouse, like, oh, I don't know. I just feeling like I want to wear that. And then like some cool earrings or something and just in a briefcase or something. I don't nice. know. I just, what, yeah. what kind of neckline for the blouse? Just like, just a collar, just like a collared blouse, like just your classic white crisp blouse. Yeah. With like, mm-hmm. yeah, no, it would be like a dark evergreen plaid matching vest and pants and then a red lip. So basically what you want to do is like the look of a three-piece suit, but without the jacket. Yes. 
Exactly. That's what I want. Yeah. I think that would be fun. Oh, that would be so fun. And just walk in, you know, have a point. Yeah. I, I don't know. I just always have those where I, I guess now I'm just watching too much like TV where they have, you know, those like <laughs> power outfits. Power. Yeah. I want like, I want to wear and make a power outfit so bad. <laughs> and like, oh, I just love the trousers that are like fitted with the pleat and like high. And then they just like that lovely flare out to the, out to the floor. Oh. So that's what I would wear. Yeah. I can totally see you uh, walking into this meeting in slow motion. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Be one of those, like, you know, those like Christmas, like, Hallmark movies where it's, like, the, you know, the the girl who likes to win. You know, she's always, like, in a meeting or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and then she's whisked away to her hometown because in her Vermont. childhood bookstore is, like, <laughs> you know, getting sold to the developer. and. <laughs> <laughs> You know, <laughs> that's Anyways. pretty much the plot line. I, th- I think in our storyline, it's your childhood fabric store, though. Yes. You have to go save it by yes, buying all the fabric. Yes, 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 yes. Sa- we well, got to no, save it. Mm-hmm. She saves it by marrying the big developer and, and convincing him to have a heart for Christmas. Yes. Yeah. Um, and he, yeah, and he uh, has a, a child, but he's widowed always, you yeah. know. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Yeah, I guess it is almost. What is it? Sometimes they say it's like this halfway to the holidays, right? Like, there's always like the Christmas. Yeah. Jo- I think maybe this is kind of coming up for me now. It's like almost. <laughs> oh, geez. Okay. Well, we got we got really off topic there, but <laughs> let's wrap this workwear up. I guess we're all just going a little. We're all over the place. It's fine. Yeah, we're all over the place, but it's fun. So let's just take a little break and we'll be back. <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds good. <laughs> all right it is time for our sojo segment which is always our favorite it's where we get to talk about the uh, different things that are giving us our inspiration for sewing right now and i know meg you said you're having a little trouble with that so i'm gonna call on amanda first and maybe she can help uh, get your mm-hmm. creative juices pumping mm-hmm Oh, she just oh, made man. such a face at me. <laughs> I mean, I hope so. I'm definitely feeling a bit of a slump myself. Mm-hmm. But I did realize the other day that I've made three skirts this summer, all with elastic waist. Oh, yeah. Waistbands. And I thought that I had enough already. So I was surprised that I made three. But I just got on a tear. It's the um, peppermint pocket skirt with those big old pockets. That <gasps> oh, are- that's amazing just kind of perfect for summer like I definitely put rocks in there the occasional beer like if we're going out to sit outside on the back porch for dinner I can put like all the silverware all the napkins the condiments do they fit that much they are huge oh gosh Um, I need to make that so very handy but yeah I've been kind of on a skirt kick and I'm loving it Meg, do you want to go next or do you want me to do mine first? No, no, no. I can go. Well, I, I was actually really proud of myself yesterday and I have, I tackled three quarters of my, I had this pile of things that I, when I was pulling out my summer wardrobe, it was like alteration-y things. Um, there was a few things that didn't have like a hem and there was a couple like 
things at the straps. You know, if you make a bisque, it kind of comes out of like the sandwich between the facing. I yes. had two things like that. I had a pile of stuff that just needed tiny things. So I categorized them into thread colors. And so I did all the uh, white thread things yesterday and I fixed like a romper, a jumpsuit. I did the hem of a t-shirt. I stitch ripped, um, a jumpsuit that I made because the zipper was wearing down and it was a bit too tight. It was supposed to be bigger. And then I'm going to, and the, the, the top, the straps were all weird. So I'm making it into pants. So I, and I'm adding a side panel and making them into elastic weight pants. So I'm just like working through my pile of just those alteration-y things. And, and I made a dress into a skirt because I, it had a cap sleeve and I just, I'm not a, I just not liking cap sleeves anymore for some reason. It's just kind of, I don't know. I made it like, it was like me five years ago. I loved a cap sleeve, but mm-hmm. so I made it a skirt. And so I'm just tackling those things, which is really fun. I yeah. mean, that sounds super inspiring. Yeah. yeah. Like, that is really inspiring. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, and it's, it's so little work for a lot of satisfaction, I think. Yeah. That- so I basically just gained five new pieces yesterday totally. because now they're all wearable. So it was great. So that's awesome. why I kind of, and I just going to finish that up before I jump into, I have um, some things already cut out that I cut out like two months ago that I need to sew. So then I'll do those. <laughs> well, um, I, I'm with you. Um, I'm having some trouble, especially in the heat. Um, and yes. I, I was sitting oh, yeah. here thinking about, thinking about how very little sewing I had been doing. And then yeah. I kind of laughed at myself because actually I've been doing a lot of sewing. It's just not how I consider sewing. Because mm-hmm. what I've been do what I've been on is a major cross stitch tear. I have been cross stitching my little That's heart out. Um, I started cross stitching when I was about ten years old, and I have kind of on and off done it for for my most of my life. And I had this um, project that I was almost done with, and I found something I wanted to cross stitch, and I said, "Well, you can't do that until you finish the project you've already done." So I finished that and then I did the new project and then I did another thing that I had just sitting or a kit I had just sitting around waiting to be done. And now I'm working on a present for a friend and I'm just like cross stitch project, cross stitch project, cross stitch project. And it's not, it's not constructing clothes, but it is sewing. I mean, it's a needle and thread and um, and all that stuff. So that's kind of what I'm sewing right now. But also um, I'm headed out to our local Renaissance festival this weekend. and I am toying with the idea of trying to put something together for that at the last minute and I've been toying with that idea for like five days now and haven't done it yet so I'm probably not going to but you never know I might (laughs) totally we went to the Ren Fair as a family it was my first Ren Fair and I totally wished that I had made something and oh really I will make something (gasps) next time Mm -hmm. yep oh yeah so did you enjoy it, Amanda? I'm sorry, I have to ask. I've been going to this oh my since I was a kid. It was so much fun. We had a blast. And yeah, well, I think we'll definitely go again. Awesome. Any recommendations for me? <laughs> um, we hit up all the places that you mentioned. I think favorite was probably the jousting. We mm-hmm. did enjoy that. And the maze. And... Yeah, I think that those were some of the highlights for us. Awesome. Do you watch jousting or you actually do it? You, you watch, watch it. it. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and the petting zoo, of course. Was, yeah. 
It's very much like we w- when we went to Medieval Times, Meg, but um, <gasps> outdoors. You, you know I love a Medieval Times. <laughs> I do know that. There was not nearly as much. Well, there is plenty of booze, but it's not quite as easy to get. We'll put it that way. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Just remembering our trip to Medieval Times. Um but yeah, I'm excited. I'm going with my friends and my godkids and possibly another friend and her kids are going to come along. So Oh, we'll fun. See. Yep. Did, yeah. I could see how kids would love it. Totally. Oh, they yeah. have so much fun. And, you know, you can never, you never really want to spend the money to get your own face painted, but, you know, spend the money to get the kids' face painted and the hair braiding and all of the, all of the things that oh, you won't do yes. for yourself. You'll just do to the kids. And Yeah, we did all of that. It was so much fun. Kate, I'm inspired by your cross stitch. I know. I keep thinking about that too. I know. The other day I had like, I think it happens maybe in the fall, maybe this time of year. I can't remember. I don't know what's normal anymore. But there's a certain point of the year where I'm like, I don't want to be at my sewing machine in my sewing room. I want to be on the hammock doing something a little bit more like with my hands. And I just had that first feeling the other day. So... I don't know. Maybe, maybe cross stitch. I have a kit already that I got. And now I like, I'm actually going to take it out. Like when I'm sitting in the alley, you know, I'm there. You that, go. like something to do with your hands. It's yeah. not and feeling like productive. Uh, I think that's amazing. Like you literally just reminded me of that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, uh, that's, that's one of the things I like about it because I can sit on my sofa in my, lo- yeah. on my yeah. lowest level and it's cool down there Yeah, and it doesn't make me hot. Like actual sewing does with the ironing and running around oh. and all that sort of stuff. So it's a very, oh, yeah. and it's very mellow and Zen for me. And I feel like for these past few years, I sit and if I want to be doing something with my hand, I like play bejeweled on my phone or something. And I just feel like it's so pointless. Right. So if I'm sitting there and I'm creating something, then that makes me feel better about the fact that I can never watch TV, for example, without my hands moving in some way. Yeah, same. Yeah, I get really fidgety too. I just start like, that's why my nails are so I need to stop like Oh, so sewing like sewing hands can get so rough and stuff. Like I, and I'm always just like mm-hmm. picking at something. I need to look. <laughs> I don't know if that's TMI, but my hands are all. I was literally doing that right now. I'm picking a hand nail. I should be cross stitching. Totally. <laughs> the the biggest threat to my to my cuticles is driving down to the office because it's like a forty oh. minute drive and. Just something about I can be listening to a podcast and actually yeah. navigating the car, but then I just like need one more fidget thing to do, and I sit there and I chew my cuticles. It's terrible. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I have to have like mints in the car so that I suck on yeah. mints instead of chewing cuticles. It's it's awful. It's ridiculous. The habits of sewing people, you know. <laughs> yeah, maybe we're just fidgety. We like to I do think, stuff. I think sewers are fidgety people. Yeah. Um, like, I, like, I'm always like, yeah, I'm literally like playing with my necklace right now. Like, you're just fidgety. Yeah. I find stitch ripping is actually, I, I hate it, but sometimes like I was in a meeting uh, yesterday and I don't know if you heard a weird sound to me, but I was ripping seams opening and stitch ripping. <laughs> <laughs> and just something to do. And yeah, that was That's actually actually working on my alterations to stitch ripping. <laughs> Anyways. Perfect for meetings. Yes. Yeah. Perfect for meetings. Yes. yes. I like, I also like to knit in meetings. 
that's a nice thing about working for a craft company is you can get away with that sort of thing. Oh, yes, you can. Totally. Yeah. 100%. All right. So that kind of went off onto quite a little tangent there. (laughs) So let's surprise. Move on. So in our Sew and Tell segment, we usually ask you a question and then get some answers on Instagram and read them out. But we have been looking at our recording schedule and it does not look like we're going to be able to do this for the next few months um, because we are recording either like the same day or the day before most of the episodes are released, the previous episodes. So um, we're just not going to have time to get any questions for or answers from you. So we're going to try out a couple of different things to make sure that we still get your voice heard on this uh, podcast where we're toying with a few ideas and we might try out a couple of them, see what we like, see what we don't. We might end up up going back to the old thing. Um, We might just stick with something new. I'm not sure. But as for right now, we have a question that we, we solicited questions on Instagram for the hosts. And we um, have a question that we're just going to all answer. So we were asked, if you are from a family that sews, what is your most cherished item that has been passed down? So I know Amanda has an answer to this because she noted it in our notes. So I'll ask her first. Yes. I love this question. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if this qualifies as passed down because I definitely low-key stole it. Um, (laughs) It was my mom's singer, 6105. I think it was put out in like 84 and it's a big heavy metal singer that I learned to sew on. And I was actually doing some research because I couldn't figure out what the model number was. And when I was doing research today to pull the model number, I realized that it's, it was actually a heavy duty machine and I never knew that about it, but that explains why everything since has kind of felt like not hardcore and heavy because that thing would just sew through anything. Mm -hmm. And I loved it so much. And I finally gave it back to my mom a couple of years ago when I, when I upgraded, but that was, I think that if I hadn't been able to take the machine that I learned on, I don't think I would have continued sewing. Cause I, oh, I, interesting. you know, cause I got another machine and I just didn't like it as much and it oh. wasn't as, as satisfying to sew on. And I think, you know, there was a certain point when my interest in sewing kind of flattened out and then being able to take that machine and use it again kind of got me sewing again. And I think that's probably what got me over that hump. And then I, and then I got further and further back into it. So yeah, special machine. Well, if you don't mind, Meg, I actually want to um, jump in to follow that mm-hmm. because my answer is also my mom's singer. I inherited mine actually when When I went to college, she retired and then started quilting, and she very, very quickly decided she needed a different machine for quilting. And so she, uh, when I was a freshman or sophomore, something like that, she got a new machine. She got a nice faff, and she let me take the old Singer, which is, I have my my book here so I can make sure I get it right, uh, my instruction manual. It is a uh, Singer Stylist Zigzag Sewing Machine Free Arm Model 834. And it is similar to Amanda. It's probably from about 1984. Our machines are like sisters or something, or they were in the mm-hmm. same class. I don't know how to make that a metaphor. And I 
I didn't necessarily learn on that machine because I didn't really learn from my mother. I learned um, at the costume shop at my college, but it's the one that's been really a constant in my life. You know, sometimes I'm working in this costume shop or that costume shop, or I'm working on the ones at the office. You know, I'm, I'm pretty good at moving between machines. Um, I'm fairly comfortable with that. But this is, this is the one that's always been there and the one that's very easy for me to just, you know, click my brain back into this is how this one works. And I know I've talked before on the podcast about how I really like mechanical machines because I'm so familiar mm-hmm. and comfortable with this one. Yeah. So it's, it's my machine and I've had to have it repaired a couple times in the past few years, but it's a singer from the 80s and it's going to keep going for a long time, I hope. And then as a, just a, a mini um, answer for an entirely different interpreta- interpretation of the question, when I was, I don't know, probably 10 or something for my birthday, my mom made me a, uh, a me-sized wedding dress out of satin and it had you know, little <laughs> lacy bits and and uh, a little veil and stuff. And I gave slash lent that to my niece when she was about the right size oh. for it so that she could play dress up with it too. And hopefully she's going to return it to me at some point and I can keep passing it on um, maybe to my goddaughter or something. <laughs> so that is not a sewing item. That is a sewed item. But uh, Sewn item. <laughs> yeah. Sewn item. Yes. Those are, so those are my answers. How about you, Meg? Well, mine is also a singer sewing machine. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the yeah. Well, it, this one is like the really uh, old, like with the pedal, um, and it's like the whole table. I don't. It doesn't work. It's uh, very old, but I use it as my makeup table, and I love oh, it. Love it. It's it's what? a treadle machine. Yeah, 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 yeah. It has like the iron base and it's like uh, powered by a foot. Yeah. Um, And it was only passed to me when um, my aunt was going through the kind of where my dad and his, you know, one of 12 children in in a farmhouse. And I was the only kind of granddaughter who sewed. So they they gave it to me and it didn't, but it's just still stunning. I'm going to have it forever, even as like a Mm -hmm. furniture piece in my future house. It's just, I just love it. It's, uh, just knowing that she sewed for all, you know, my dad and all of his siblings yeah. and all that. It's just, it's just so cool. And then I also have for my mother's side, her mother also sewed and she passed down her sewing machine, but uh, it's at, um, my mom has it, but she gave me all her like sewing, her sewing notion box. And I have mm-hmm. this little sewing tag that says, you know, handmade by Florence. And it was like her, and that's her name. And I just, I, I have it framed with a picture with the first dress I made with her. Uh, and I think that's just like a little like tag that she used to put in stuff. So I have that. So I kind of have one from each side, but yeah, I love, yeah. Singer sewing machines, man. Yeah. (laughs) It's, I think that's a really, really lovely thing. Even if it doesn't work to just Mm -hmm. pass down. I think that's, my kid's going to get a really high tech computery one though, but not just (laughs) (laughs) And then a treadle. I Knowing then, like knowing how technology goes, it's going to be like, this is so weird. It's so old school, you know? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. You know, I actually know how to work a treadle machine. I oh, had you to, do? I, yeah. I learned for a, a show once that we had a we had one as a, 
a prop and the actor had to work on it and I had to make sure it was threaded correctly and set up for her to fake sew on it. Yeah. So yes, I learned that the trick is to have a song in your head with a good beat so that you can keep the, Mm. um, so you can keep the treadle going at a really at a, at a good rate. Yeah. But you know, Meg, honestly, probably some oil and a belt are all you need to get that thing working. Yeah. I probably want, like I, one day I would like to just at least try and get it to work. I think yeah. that would be a cool project. Oh yeah. I go through all my fabric. <laughs> but, but you know, no, no pressure. It's not like I'm like, well, you should make it work, but. No, I know it would be, no, it would be cool. I, I will be honest. It would be cool. Um, We have a brand new series called Stitch Lab that we are launching on the Sew Daily Network on YouTube. And if you like us in audio form, you are going to love us in video format. We are going to be sharing essential techniques and inspiring experiments um, created with support from our friends at Singer. And new releases happen on YouTube every other Friday. So after each um, episode of the podcast drops, there will be a new episode of Stitch Lab dropping the very next day. So you should watch it. It's so fun. It I is. Re- it is so much fun. It really is a mm-hmm. kind of a video form of the podcast, and all those all those moments where we're like, "Oh, what what are you working on?" or "What's what's your tip for this?" or "What are you going to do with that fabric?" where we don't have that visual, and it's kind of hard to overcome that on the podcast. We get to do it in person, yeah, video, and you show each other and play with fabric and have fun. When you said that, I was like, if you don't like us on audio, you're really not going to like us on video. <laughs> <laughs> that too. That too. Um, yeah. I was just, I was, yeah, reading some reviews. Anyway, if you also want to leave us a review on iTunes, go ahead. The more reviews we get, yes. the more visible we are and the bigger our lovely sewing, sew and tell community can get. So yeah, if you like listening to us, if you like our banter just just fun talking about (laughs) sewing make sure to leave us a review absolutely especially Mm -hmm. after this episode i feel like this might be the most random episode we've ever done so too but i think the topic was perfect it's you know post-pandemic life it's confusing it's weird it's (laughs) it's yeah kind of and nobody has any focus anymore yeah no the focus you know indecisive unfocused i mean that's it's all over the place but We'll get better. That's how it is. <laughs> That's our motto. We're we're showing up with our honest selves. Yes, one hundred percent. One hundred percent. Good, good conversation, you guys. That was fun. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That was. I I hope everyone else enjoys this episode because I had a blast recording it. And- I know <laughs> me too. It actually really lightened up my day and yeah, I'm ready to tackle the rest of my alterations. There I think I'm going to even do like a jeans one. I'm adding another Ooh. panel too you some jeans so that'll be fun i love that all right y'all until next time until next time happy stitching happy stitching for links to everything we talked about in this episode go to our show notes page at sodaily.com slash so and tell if you want to get in touch with us you can email us at so and tell podcast at goldenpeakmedia.com or visit us on instagram at so and tell pod Answer the sew-and-tell question, tell us your sojo, or just leave us some feedback. If you enjoyed our show, please subscribe on your podcasting platform of choice. And please leave us a review, ideally a good one, because that helps listeners like you find our podcast. 
and tell your sewing friends about us too. Thanks for listening and happy stitching. Sew and Tell is a Sew Daily podcast and produced by Golden Peak Media. It's hosted and produced by Meg Healy, Amanda Carestio, and me, Kate Zeinard. Daisha Clay is our producer. Director of podcasts is Jared Mayer. Tiffany Warble is director of content. Kelsey Ratterman handles our marketing. And Andrea Lotz does all things digital. If you'd like more information on sponsoring or advertising on Sew and Tell, go to goldenpeakmedia.com. <laughs>